0: This is the Mormon Mixed Faith Marriage Podcast with Certified Life Coach, Brooke Booth, episode number 75. I want to talk in this podcast about a cycle I mentioned in a previous podcast. I want to go more in depth in this cycle today. And that's the criticism defensiveness cycle. So here's how I usually see it start. Is a complaint is offered. Now, when I say a complaint, I'm not talking about complaining or whininess or um, some sort of accusation. When I say a complaint, I want you to think of it like in a court of law, when a lawsuit is initiated, there's a complaint these are the things that need to be addressed. Here are the wrongs that have been, you know, that have happened and need, we need help solving. A complaint in the legal sense is a very simple, simple piece of paper. And it has to be, and a lot of times has to be verified you know, as true and as legitimate. And when an attorney signs that complaint, they're validating that these are legitimate issues and not trumped up ridiculous things. Okay. They are important issues that need to be addressed between the two parties. That's how I want you to see a complaint, when I use that word, that's how I want you to think about it in this context. So when I say a complaint is offered, a partner brings to the marital table a legitimate issue that needs to be discussed. Maybe it's a plea for help. Maybe it's a bid for connection, a bid for discussion, a bid for attention. But it's something that is important and legitimate that needs to be discussed in a relationship. So if one spouse is constantly bringing issues to the table, you know, this is hurting me. This isn't working for me. This is something I struggle with in our in our marriage and that's chronically and consistently ignored or it falls into this criticism defensiveness cycle that we're going to flush out in a minute. That can be very painful position for that spouse to be in because they're feeling like they're Legitimate, valid issues are completely discounted and ignored and never addressed. And if that happens very, very chronically and consistently over time, well, you can imagine what that would be like. Okay, so let's come back to the complaint is offered so we can see the full cycle because this is just the full step. The first step the complaint is offered. And then the other partner, this is what spins it off into this complaint, criticism, defensiveness cycle, is the partner perceives the complaint as an attack or a criticism. They perceive it as a personal attack, a personal criticism. And I want to talk about this for just a minute. So sometimes we're kind of clumsy at communicating, like really clumsy at communicating. And so when we bring a complaint to the table, sometimes we're not really good at it and it can be easily perceived as an attack and criticism. Now I'm not saying don't bring things to the table and don't keep trying, but this is sometimes the case. Or sometimes people take our complaints as personal attacks for any number of reasons. Maybe historically they were attacks. Maybe we think they're not, but if we look at them closely, they kind of are. There is some passive aggression wrapped up in the package. Or maybe they're just taking this personally when you mean it as something that just needs to be discussed. Any number of these things can be happening and more that spin it into this cycle. So once the complaint is perceived as an attack or a criticism then it's often met with a counterattack or and or defensiveness and the cycle starts right and the cycle starts so let me give you an example if somebody comes to the table and says you know we'll we'll use a mixed faith marriage example and they say i'm really struggling with not being able to teach the children some things I think that are important, now they have you know something that's very important to them they want to discuss as a partnership. Now, this is one that can easily be perceived as a complaint. Maybe the partner is now thinking, "Oh, they think I'm controlling them." Okay that can definitely be perceived as a criticism. Or they think I'm not allowing them to talk to the kids the way they want. Or they're thinking, well, if I let you teach the children, it's going to be very bad for the kids. They're going to be extremely confused. They're going to, you know, you're going to teach them bad things. Any number of things might be going on. That are perceived as a tax Maybe attacks on what they think is important to teach the kids or criticism of them personally. Oh, you think I'm controlling you. You think I'm a bad person for, you know, saying this, that, or the other. So here is where a complaint now turns into a criticism. And then how it becomes a counterattack or countercriticism, or now defensiveness comes into play. Maybe the other partner kind of ups the ante and says, you know, well, you won't let me talk to the kids about blah, 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 right? You won't let me talk to the kids about the importance of baptism, or you won't let me talk to the kids about my faith transition and the reason for for my faith transition. And then the ante is raised and the fight then commences. Now the full cycle is engaged, then that counterattack, or criticism or defensiveness is perceived just as what it is, an attack or criticism or defensiveness, and met with more of the same. And it can get very frustrating and very ugly very fast. And it's interesting to notice this leads to, if you're familiar with John Gottman's Four Horsemen, here we, ten- we have criticism and defensiveness at play, which often come along with contempt. I rarely see criticism and defensiveness cycles that don't include contempt. But also sometimes the complaint is met with avoidance and dismissing, which is another way of saying stonewalling. So here we have the fourth horseman. The stonewalling often creates hurt and avoidance. And now you have a hurt avoidance stonewalling cycle. Some couples engage in the criticism defensiveness cycle if they're more verbal and they tend to fight it out in a verbal way. Other couples fall into this avoidance dismissing stonewalling cycle and they fight just not out loud, but it's the same. They fight with silence. They fight with withdrawal. They fight with ignoring, dismissing. It's a fight nonetheless. And it also breeds contempt. So if it seems like your conversations end up in one of these cycles, which often fundamentally leads to hurt and disconnect, you may be in the criticism-defensiveness cycle or its cousin, the hurt-dismissiveness-stonewalling cycle. So if a client comes to me in in one of these cycles, I like to look at a few things. I like to understand why they're engaging in the cycle. We need to understand why they're engaging in the cycle to start to like break the cycle very, very early on. And I might start to delve in and, and look around like what's stopping them from listening and hearing what's being communicated in the complaint phase? Or maybe what, how are they bringing the complaint, like, depending on who who I'm talking to, if I'm bringing the one who's perceiving the complaint as attack, like what's stopping them from hearing the complaint as a complaint? Why are they seeing that as a criticism? What's going on there? If they're the one offering the complaint, you know, why, what's in what its emotions fueling that complaint. How are they delivering the complaint? And is it truly a clean complaint? Or maybe it's just veiled criticism. Like, let's see what's going on there. Maybe there are some things we can just easily clean up. It's also interesting to look at is when there's a complaint like, what does that mean? Like, why is a complaint being put on the table? You know, because I'm, I'm trying to figure out what do they, you know, why aren't they seeing this as a complaint? Why aren't they seeing it as a legitimate issue that needs to be discussed? Why is it going into this perceived criticism place? And so it might be interesting to look at when there's a complaint what does that mean about the other partner? What do they make it mean when they put that complaint on the table? And a lot of times they make it mean that the other partner is judging them or not appreciating them or frustrated with them. But what if we could, what if it meant that there was something to work on in the relationship that that partner needed help? That that partner was reaching out, that that partner was exercising vulnerability? and being really brave and trying to reach out, and that it takes a great deal of courage to be vulnerable, and that it wasn't easy what they were doing. A lot of times we need to look at what they make it mean, and then maybe we can explore some other options of what maybe it could have meant. It's not easy work, but it can be really powerful to own what you're making it mean, and look at that closely and then can you reframe it is there another thing that this could also mean we're just overlooking because we were emotionally triggered thinking this was an attack or a criticism other things that are interesting to look at and is you know why do you see it as attack if they have something they want to discuss why does that become I did something wrong if they have something they want to discuss about the relationship. Maybe this means that you think if they feel bad or they're upset that this is your fault. This can sometimes point to being in a type of emotional childhood where you think they're dependent on you emotionally and that if they're feeling negative emotions, that it's your fault. That can be an also interesting route to explore might also mean that there needs to be some emotions processed if you're having an emotional response and then you counter-attack or get defensive in return maybe emotions need to be processed instead of reacted from a lot of times when we attack and complain and you know defend we're reacting from a negative emotion as opposed to processing it and allowing it to be there and then deciding how we want to show up in the relationship. There's a lot of things to explore and any number of things that can go on. Do you hear my dog? He just got up and gave himself a good shake. (laughs) He's always here with me. Then it comes to the point where it's interesting to start looking at how do you want to show up in this relationship How do you want to break the cycle is another way of saying that. What needs to be done to break the cycle? A lot of times you need to look and understand the cycle very, very clearly and closely so that you can break it so that you understand it enough that you have authority. You are an authority on it so you can know when it's happening so you can break it. And then how do you want to break the cycle? Like, how do you create patterns of validation instead of defensiveness? How do you listen when there is a complaint to understand instead of put up, you know, packing your sandbags full of sand and building walls? How do you receive a legitimate complaint without seeing it as a personal attack or criticism? Are you able to let your spouse feel what they feel without making it mean you failed? These are things to look at when trying to break the cycle. So I talk to my clients quite a bit about these cycles and each couple, each individual has very unique patterns that causes them to perpetuate these cycles. So some of the questions I've presented here I hope are helpful for you, you know, if you see yourself in these cycles, to start getting curious about you and start developing awareness around your cycle because the more you can understand your cycle, the easier it can be to break it. If you think you need help to break your cycle, Great, like get help. It's so worth it. It's so important to break these cycles so we can stop criticism and defensiveness and stonewalling and contempt from being present in our relationship, at least chronically present in our relationship. One great place to start might be the mini course I have on my website. I have a free mini course where I help you start to gain awareness about things happening in your relationship it's a great awareness tool. All you need to go is my website, brookboothcoaching.com and click on the free mini course. It's just on the homepage if you scroll down just a second. It's a great tool just to help create awareness about what you're thinking about your marriage. Because that awareness is going to help you see things like these cycles and how you're feeding into the cycle and playing into the cycle. All right, wishing you the very best.